new great Christian community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Robert teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new great. We are beginning a new series which we call Ecstasy with subtitle Joy in Christ. Praise the Lord. Ecstasy, Joy in Christ. You see, this season has one of the, the good things that has happened or is happening during this season is gradually we are beginning to tilt back towards what the, the, the gospel of the Christian faith truly offers. Praise the Lord. You know, now that a lot of things have happened, what does the Christian have to hold when everything seems out of place? What is our hope? What are the what are the things we can hold on to when there is nothing to hold on to? You know, Paul the Apostle, he says, if in this life we have hope in Christ alone, we are all men most miserable. Because there are times when this life seems to take away the hope that men have in it. You can imagine 2020, you know, somebody put on his status recently, and that made me to laugh. But they said, I'm not going to add 2020 to my, to my years. To my. And somebody asked why, he said, I don't use it for anything. <laughs> is it more than half of the year, we couldn't do much. Just when the year was picking up and things seemed to be picking up, all of a sudden, coronavirus came and changed the game. That, that, that tells you something. In this world, you can't trust things. Praise the Lord. You know, it was James the Apostle that spoke about the fact that um, we have some evil type of boasting. I know many people don't like that verse of the Bible. He said, tomorrow we'll go here and buy this. Tomorrow we'll go and buy this here. He says, what is your life about? Let me read, let's read that let's read the verse of the Bible. James. James. James chapter 4 from verse 13. It says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. So he's saying go to those people who say he said go to now. So go to those people who say right now they are talking with you. So they are saying oh today tomorrow I'll go into that city I'll do this in that city I'll buy that I'll gain and then that's what it says. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. Meaning you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. This is what is your life. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. 
for that ye us to say if the Lord will we shall live and do this or that but now ye rejoice in your boastings all such rejoicing is evil <laughs> you see that is the wrong type of rejoicing but there is a rejoicing in Christ praise the Lord and that's what we are going to be talking about praise Jesus you know this type of, of, of boasting you know there are people who they boast a lot in things that pertain to this life. They boast a lot about how they are going to make money. How they boast a lot about the kind of cars they drive. They boast a lot about the things of this world. But there is a higher rejoicing. There is a higher boast. There is a higher plane of life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, one of the things that makes Christianity or marks Christianity separate from every other religion or religious practice in the world are the things that matter to us and the things that we receive in Christ. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3. It says, Blessed be, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now look at that. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. So the blessings are first of all spiritual. Praise the Lord. Before anything else, the blessings are spiritual. For instance, you see the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Can you see eternal life? <laughs> but it's real. It's a spiritual reality. You can't hold eternal life and say, oh, this is eternal life. <laughs> but it's real. Why is it in the spirit? Made alive in our spirits. The blessings are first of all spiritual. And among those blessings is the blessing of joy. Amen. Among those blessings is what? The blessing of joy. First Peter chapter 1 from verse 3. We have a long read. Let's go there. First Peter chapter 1 from verse 3. It says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation already to be, be revealed in the last time. Say Amen. You see, I, I don't know what many other Christians attitudes are to the scriptures. But when I read the scriptures, many times the scriptures in themselves, in and of themselves, have a comforting effect. How do you think this would have meant to the people who wrote this thing? Who were these letters were written to? 
Blessed be verse 3. First Peter 1 or verse 3. Blessed be the God of our Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. Say after me, he has begotten me again. Unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible, and one the Father fled not away, reserved in heaven for you. Now, the background of this story, these stories, these people that Apostle Peter was writing on to, they were in persecution. And I'll show you. Let's read on. Verse says, Who are given by the power of God, through faith, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, see the six. Remember, I said I'll show you. Wherein ye greatly rejoice. Look at this. So, they rejoice greatly in the faith they found in Christ Jesus. Now, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Are you seeing this? If you read the book of First Peter, you will discover that most all through the book of First Peter, at many instances, Paul was talking about suffering. You see in First Peter chapter 5, Sorry, Apostle Peter was talking about suffering. Peter chapter 5, you see him say, after you have suffered for a while, the Lord will establish you. You see, in Peter chapter 4, he says that he that has suffered in his flesh has ceased from sin. Even as Christ suffered in his flesh. The idea of suffering. So, see verse 6. He says, wherein ye greatly rejoice. You see, they were going through manifold temptations, but they were greatly rejoicing in the faith they found in Christ Jesus. Are you seeing this? Let's read from verse 5 to verse 6 again. Who are kept by the power of God, through faith, ready to, through faith of salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, when we greatly rejoice. So they greatly rejoice in the salvation they found by faith. Praise the Lord. Even though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation. Now, look at verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Let me talk a little bit about verse 7. It says that the trial of your faith, being found much more precious, that of gold that perishes. Do we be tried with fire? Do you know that according to this verse of the Bible, Jesus Christ is particular, particularly interested about the attitude of believers to their faith in times of trial. According to this verse of the Bible, that means Christ is particular. Look at it. It's just the trial of your faith. Being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Meaning, how you handle trials in relation to your faith is very precious to the Lord. Being found, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though we try to fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So, one of the ways you will get honor and glory at your brain of Jesus Christ is your attitude to trials, is your attitude to your faith, or your attitude in your faith in the time of trials.
You know, many Christians, especially in this dispensation, have never experienced what it is to be persecuted for their faith. You know, at a particular point, if you read the book of Acts, you, you see where Paul went to a particular um, city which was under persecution and he gathered the Christians there and he said unto them, You know that we shall enter the kingdom of God through manifold tribulation. Now, does that mean that you need to go through manifold tribulation to enter the kingdom of God? He was just talking to those specific people in that context. Are you following this? It seems as though when a person truly finds faith in Christ Jesus, they reject that verse 7. They say the trial of the faith being more compressed than of good apparition. You know that if you increase, if you if, the, if it is truly gold, the more the fire, the more brighter it shines. You know that, right? That if it is truly gold, the more the fire, the more the dross burns out of the gold, and the more the gold is purified. That's the analogy is bringing in here. That if you if you truly found faith in Christ, the more the trials. The more the trials, the more your faith becomes stronger. And that has been the testimony of the church all through history. The more they persecuted the church, the more the church expanded. The more they persecuted the church, the more Christians became more devoted. You know, when they are persecuting a Christian, when they are persecuting you as a Christian, you will not be thinking about sin that time. <laughs> They distract you that this for carnality, you used to pray more. It says the child of the faith being much more present of precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, verse 8. I'll take to my emphasis. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though now yet see him not, are you seeing this? Though now yet see him not, yet believe him. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Shall glory! It says, You've not seen Jesus Christ, but ye love him. In whom though now yet see him not, yet you believe. And you rejoice with joy unspeakable. And full of glory. Verse 9 receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. All of this means that means according to these verses that we've read, we can deduce that when you believe in Jesus Christ, now they were going through challenges, right? Yes, they were rejoicing at Jesus Christ, they loved him. The revelation of Christ, of what Christ has done for them, provoked love in them for him. And joy that cannot be explained. So, when we believe in Jesus Christ, we've been born into a life of rejoicing with a joy that cannot be explained naturally. Somebody say Amen. So, when we believe in Jesus Christ, we've been born into a life of rejoicing with joy that cannot be explained naturally. Somebody say, When I believe in Jesus Christ, from the day I believed in Jesus Christ, I was born into a life of joy 
I was born into a life of rejoicing with joy that cannot be explained naturally. So number one, we're born into a life of born into a life of rejoicing with unexplainable joy. That is why he uses that 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 expression verse in first Peter chapter one from verse eight whom having not seen ye love in whom do now ye see not yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable that word unspeakable with joy unspeakable and full of glory now Looking at that verse 8 again, it says, Ye rejoice with joy. That means the raw material for rejoicing is joy. Say amen. amen. The raw material for rejoicing is joy. So we can describe rejoicing as an outward demonstration or display of an inward conviction. Praise the Lord. What do we say rejoicing is? We can describe rejoicing as an outward demonstration or display of an inward conviction. Sometimes I rejoice with joy. I rejoice with joy. I rejoice with joy. This this is one of the major part of the blessings we receive in Christ. This is one of the major part of the blessings we receive. That you, you have a joy that produces rejoicing that cannot be explained naturally. In spite of everything. The same challenges the world is going through. You are going through the same challenge, but they cannot explain where your joy is coming from. So according to the Bible, God wants us to live a life of rejoicing with joy, which we possess inwardly. Not from anything external or outside us, but from within us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He doesn't want our joy, our doesn't want our rejoicing to come from a joy from that outside us, but from a conviction of Christ within us. Remember that rejoicing and joy was in response to their love for Christ. Are you seeing this? In response to their love for Christ from within them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So where do we get this joy from that's the source of our rejoicing? Let's look at Galatians 5. Galatians 5. From verse 22. Galatians 5, verse 22. Galatians 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Do you notice that he mentions love first? Do you notice that? He mentions love first and then joy afterwards. Because 
When a man gets born again, God spreads love throughout that man's heart by his spirit. If you are born again, one time you are going to know you are born again that you love the Lord Jesus. You love the Lord. Then you will love the things of Jesus. And the, the children of Jesus. You will love the things of Jesus. You will love other sons of Jesus. You will love the brethren. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 5 from verse 5 says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. But it does not end there. After love, the next thing that happens is joy. So, joy is the fruit of the Spirit in us. The Bible says, For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So number two, the first thing we said was we are born into a life of rejoicing with unexplainable joy. Number two is joy is a fruit of our spirit. The fruit of our recreated spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your spirit. If you notice, they use that word fruit. For that to be a fruit, that means there was a seed, there was a fertilization, there was a seed. When the Holy Ghost comes in contact with your spirit at new birth, what happens is that your spirit will begin to manifest the outward demonstration of that inward implant of the Holy Ghost. For the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. So joy is a fruit of our spirit. Praise the Lord. It is part of our recreated nature in Christ by His Spirit. You know to be born again to be born of the Spirit. John chapter 3 from verse 6 to 7 you know, we have read, we've read that verse of the Bible again and again here. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Then verse 7 says, Mother not I said unto thee, ye must be born again. So that means to be born again is to be born of the Spirit. And if you are born of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit will be made manifest. Are you seeing this? So joy will be part of your spirit. If you read history about the Christians in Rome, why reading when I was going through Christian history, it was said that even though Christians were persecuted a lot, and the Christians wept a lot, a lot of them cried about their persecution. They said they observed that even after they finished crying, before you know they started celebrating again. Many of the Roman leaders that eventually became Christians, they said one of the reasons that made them to be Christians that they observed unexplainable happiness in Christians. Many times, even when they are, they are crucifying them or killing them, How will we explain that they were, they were, they were about to stone Stephen? <laughs> and Stephen said, count not this to their charge. It only takes the it would only take a man, taking a man that has an understanding of where he's going to. Do you understand? Sometimes when the, the Christians talk, it is it's either they are mad 
or they knew something that you don't know about them. How will Paul say, how will Paul say for me to live is Christ, for me to die is gain. That means he's telling you if I die right now for the sake of Christ, is a better. Do you understand? I made a better decision. See, this is part of the things the, the Christians of today. You have to understand, you have to, if you don't understand these core basic things that make the Christian faith different from other people, after a while, the things of this earth may, may overwhelm you. Somebody say, okay, are you not telling me I should be excited about, about everything that goes around wrong? I'm not saying you should be excited about the bad. But if it's from your place of joy, you can desire for more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, one person I know I learned this, this character of joy is my mother. Oh, Jesus Christ. There are some times and there are some things I was expecting her to like, like to, to break her head about. She said, why should I kill myself about this thing? How would breaking my head about this thing solve it? Praise the Lord. So joy is the raw material for our rejoicing. When we are born again, we are, we are born with that nature of joy inside us. We can rejoice with joy because joy is part of our nature. Do we understand it now? You know when we tell people Christians to shout glory? Sometimes we like, glory. No, you can do it. Don't let your mind deceive you that I'm deceiving you, I'm faking it. Uh-uh. It's your nature. It's there in your spirit, man. Say, so I mean, joy is the fruit of my spirit. Joy is the fruit of my spirit. Praise the Lord. So, this place of joy where we rejoice with a joy that this world cannot give is called ecstasy. Praise the Lord. This place where we have a joy in Christ that the world cannot give to us. Where we are just excited about Christ and His work which He has done in us beyond what this world can ever give to us. It's called ecstasy. You know, today there's a verse of the Bible that I've been meditating on. It has just been going through my mind. Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet with particles of the inheritance. Praise the Lord. Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet to be partakers. To be partakers of the inheritance of saints in light. Somebody say, Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 3 verse 3. Philippians 3 verse 3. It says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? And have no confidence in the flesh. Our confidence is not in what is around us or what is within us. Praise the Lord. 
That's why there's a song that I love so much. But you pray, I have joy, 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 joy overflow in my heart. For we have the circumcision, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. See, after me, I have no confidence in the flesh. No matter what the man has in this world, no matter what we have around us, our confidence is not in the flesh. You know the book of Psalms, I think Psalm 68, talks about the but uh, uh, the best of the Bible I love so much. It says, it says something like this, it says, if riches increase, set not your heart upon them. For once I spoke on twice that I had a power belongs to God. It says, if riches increase, set not your heart upon them. So, no matter what happens around us, even if I have 10 billion dollars tomorrow, my confidence will not be in my money. My confidence will not be in my car. My confidence will be in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is the Christian life. That we rejoice in Christ Jesus. We rejoice in Christ. Not in our, the things of the flesh. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Remember, he called the kingdom of God are you seeing how that is relating? He called the entire kingdom of God join the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is peace. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, what's the difference between Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost, King James? <laughs> Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. You know, the call and response is in churches. When you say praise the Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. So, when you say glory, the reply is glory. Amen. Glory. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So what should I do when I seem not to have joy? And uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about two things here. But next week we'll go deeper into it. What should I do when I seem not to have joy? Now before I go on. I need to say something here. You know, much more than any generation, our generation, this present generation has the word depression has become more popular than ever before. Depression. The other time we heard that a doctor drove his car to the side of the Ted Mainland Bridge, a medical doctor. And jumped into the, the Atlantic Ocean and put the note that he was depressed. 
Somebody said it's because of our uh, sophistication. Now we watch American things too much these days. Or we watch um, all these films that talk about depression and all that. It may be true, it may not be true. But for the believer, for the believer, now when a believer is being depressed, it could, in my opinion, it's either demonic or there are things he doesn't know yet. Do you realize that when Paul wrote in the book of Philippians, when he wrote the book of Philippians, he says, Rejoice again, I say rejoice. Do you know where he was writing from? Paul was in the prison and he was telling people outside the prison, Rejoice again, I say rejoice. That means he was rejoicing. What happened to the apostles in Acts chapter 4, where the Bible says that they were flung from preaching? Then they came back and they said, Oh, glory to God, that we have been privileged to be flung for Christ's sake. There was a revelation here. Their spirit man had opened up to something that the church to do needs to open up to. Then somebody went for evangelism. They shouted at him, Come on, get out of here. They preach. He came back and was crying. Say, I'm not going for evangelism again. They have not flogged you. You know, we are listening to a message today by Adewe. Adewe said he wanted to go and preach somewhere. And they told him that they will stone him in that place. He now said, Ah, thank God for the opportunity to go and preach and they will stone me. It's because if I go to heaven now and see Apostle Paul, and Apostle Paul tells him how he was flogged, how he was beaten. For the sake of the gospel, what would I tell about support? I was going to join and then beat me. That was the only experience I would tell him. So I would be shy to tell him only that. I need to tell him that they stoned me too. <laughs> that's that's just a comic relief. <laughs> but you see, what am I trying to say? Our generation, we we have no excuse for the Lord. Okay, right now we're having online service. What about those days where Christians were so persecuted that they had to dig for underground churches for them to have church? What about John on the Isle of Patmos? On the island of Patmos, only him. I can be sure John must have preached to the people there. About preaching to a particular young lady, she was telling me how she went to a particular place and there is no church there. Oh, that particular country, they don't really believe in Jesus. I said, preach to them. Make a church there. Preach to two people. Preach to three people. Gather them. Even if it's four people, gather everybody. Service has started. She was like, ah, David, you know what? Ah, I'm not like you. And how about you be like me? Just that can be your opportunity to grow spiritually. I said, did you talk to somebody about Jesus? And they said, go. He said, no. He said, I said, then talk to somebody about Jesus. And begin to share with him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody may be listening to me now in your compound right now. Maybe, maybe where you are right now, they're on lockdown. And nobody can go to, the, to anybody, anybody's 
Then you can't go to a church again. You can go to somebody's compound. You can go to your, maybe you are in a compound and all of you are neighbors and nobody goes to church because of the lockdown. You can go to somebody's house and knock. Can I share the word of God with you today? Okay, come in, come in. At least they say, come in. <laughs> and just open the Bible. I just want to talk about this. I just want to talk about that. Then they call the other neighbor. You will see when the lockdown is not lifted, they will say, okay, even though I'm going to my job, let's be having a fellowship here. Praise the Lord. So, what do I do when I seem not to have joy? Do the word. What did I say? Do the word. James chapter 1. Let's read, read, look at something. On that doing the word. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 from verse 18. You know, this time around, teaching something like this. I found out that many of the things we call simple in the body of Christ, they may be simple. But that does not mean it's little. You know, I, I remember myself years ago. If you told me I would preach a message like this, talking about joy in Christ, I'd be like, "No, let's preach the mystery, the mystery of the third heaven." You see somebody preaching the mystery of the third heaven, but it's battling depression. Let's just talk about that mystery. But these are simple things, simple things that. So, so many believers I don't even know about. You see the Bible talk about, it says do not sorrow for the dead like your own believers do. If a person dies in Christ, Paul admonishes us in the book of Thessalonians, do not sorrow like, like the world do. I remember a particular day, a lady lost her phone, the way she was crying. So it, it, now, me as a then, I didn't understand something. So I, I was actually feeling for her like she there was in church. She was crying so much because she lost her phone. So a pastor came. And the pastor came and was like, Is it because of your phone you are crying like this? In my mind, I was like, Why is this pastor safe? Somebody is crying for his phone, you are telling the person, is it because of the phone you are crying? Because what you shift. But now I understand from the word of God that food. Well, after you feel bad, let's go. Praise the Lord. James chapter 1 from verse 18. It says, Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of his creatures. That means, what does that mean? It means that we have been born with the word of truth. 
The word of God is the raw material that produces the born again Christian. Amen. So there is nothing the word of God says that you should do that you cannot do. Because you and the word of God are of the same substance. Do you understand that? He says, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creatures. That means we can do the word now because we have the same nature with the word of God. We are born of the word of God. We are the result of the word of God. The word of God forms our DNA. Amen. Amen. So of his own will begat us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruit of his own creatures. Now verse 22 says, but be ye doers of the word. Do you feel this now? Before he tells you to do the word, he shows you your connection with the word. Praise the Lord. Before he says, do this, he shows you that you can do it. It is in your nature. Praise the Lord. So, number three, I think I said number three, kingdom of God. Kingdom. God. Is joy. So, verse 22 says, Be a doer of the word and not hearers, only deceiving your own selves. Verse 23, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, but straight away forgetting what manner of man he was. What does this mean? That glass actually represents a mirror. Meaning, when you look at the mirror, the, the word of God it is like looking at the mirror. Are you following this? When you look at the mirror, what do you see? You see yourself, right? So, what this mirror is talking about here, when you see, when you look at the Word of God, you don't just see yourself as you are. You see yourself as you ought to be. Praise the Lord. He said, when you see yourself as you ought to be, don't be like the natural man that sees and forgets. You keep the consciousness of what you ought to be from that glass. Are you seeing this? So, verse 23 25. Say, for if any be a hearer and not a doer, he is like a man beholding a natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and went, we are still forgetting what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer. So, when I tell you now that joy is of your recreated spirit, don't forget it. Praise the Lord. It is when you don't forget that you will not be a doer. Let's read on. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth daring, he be not a forgetful hearer, but the doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. Amen. So we can do the world because we are born of the world. Praise the Lord. So honor doing the world, number one, choose joy. Say after me, I choose joy. I choose joy. If you study the, the, the writings of Jesus, the, the words of Jesus to the apostles, you will notice this phrase, Cherub. Cherub. John chapter 16, from verse 20. Let's read from verse 20. Very, very, John 16, verse 20. It says, Very, very, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament. Now this was talking about his death. He was about to die and he was talking to his apostles. It is very, very I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, 
but your sorrow shall be turned to joy. Amen. Now, look at verse 32. It says, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Now, this is he also says that to the apostles that when they see him after he has come from the dead, that when they see him after he has come from the dead, they will have a joy that no man can take away from them. Doesn't it relate to what we are talking about in First Peter earlier on? That those people had a revelation of Christ and they had a joy of inexplainable. That means our encounter with Christ. Are you following me? When we encounter Christ, He gives us a joy that no man can take from us. Praise the Lord. When we encounter Christ after He has been raised from the dead, we receive a joy that nobody can take away from us. Praise the Lord. Let me read it again. Verse 22. John 16, verse 22, it says, And now, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. Now, that I will see you again, meaning after I rise from the dead, right? And I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and no man, and your joy no man taketh from you. Now, see verse 33, let's jump to verse 33. It says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. See that expression right now. Do you see that? Be of good cheer. That means choose joy. You can decide. Why can you decide? Because joy is your nature. Praise the Lord. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. So number one. Choose joy. Be of good cheer. You can decide. You can say, okay. Enough of this truth. Enough. You can tell yourself, I won't allow the sorrow to overwhelm me. I remember a particular point, something got me angry, and I was I was getting myself worked up. And like I told you about my mother, <laughs> he said, Don't get yourself worked up over this thing. The truth is, you can get yourself worked up over anything. Oh, why is this thing like this? Before you know, you start saying this country, this country, this is very you. You start saying this. I'm tired of this. Oh, before you finish getting angry and complaining about Nigeria, all this, all the food you just ate one hour ago, you are hungry again. <laughs> you see, in life there are some things that your worry cannot change. If I how many things can your worry change? <laughs> so number one, do the word, choose joy. Tell your neighbor, cheer up. Cheer up. Christ has overcome the world. Number two, do the word by choosing a life of thanksgiving. Do the word. Choosing a life of thanksgiving. Do you realize that? You know, when looking at this subject recently, I found out that the instruction to give thanks is so much in the New Testament. There's literally no epistle 
that they are not instructing them to abound with thanksgiving. Be full of thanksgiving. Colossians 2. Oh, thank you, Lord. Colossians 2 from verse 7. Let me read from verse 6. Colossians 2 from verse 6. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding daring with thanksgiving. What does this mean? It means if you are being rooted up in him, established in faith as you have been taught and you are not abounding in thanksgiving, you are not walking in him as you receive him. It's a very serious thing. You see Philippians chapter 4. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication. Most people they don't need to complete it. They will just say, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication. Make your request known to God. If you read it carefully, what is there is with thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing. I think we should look at it. Philippians 4. From verse 6. It says, Be careful for nothing. You can say, Be anxious for nothing. In fact, let me read from verse 4 so that you see um, Paul's right right up here. It says, Philippians 4 verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. You can look at this repetition for emphasis. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Verse 5, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6, Be careful for nothing, or be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer with supplication, with thanksgiving. Are you seeing this? With thanksgiving. Most times, when it is be anxious for nothing, but nothing through prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Most people, thanksgiving. I promise that when people are doing prayer in church, in the name of Jesus, oh, we ask, oh God, when it's time for thanksgiving, thanksgiving is like time to just cool down on the prayer. Father, thank you. Oh, we just thank you. After like five minutes, people are tired. Father, we give you praise. Oh, it's like we are just waiting for when you say in Jesus' name, Amen. That Thanksgiving, the prayer can be five hours. Old. The Thanksgiving, five minutes like this is long. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. What does this mean? Without thanksgiving, your prayer and obedience is not complete. Choose joy by choosing to live a life of thanksgiving. You will see almost through everywhere. Go to that Colossians, back to Colossians chapter 2. Or let's look at chapter 1. Let's look at chapter 1. Verse 9, it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. 
and his life has seen and filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with the whole mind according to the glory, his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Now, now, look, look at this. See verse 11. Strength with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with what? Joyfulness. Meaning, if you are truly walking worthy of the Lord, you will learn to somehow joyfulness will be part of your life, even in long suffering. Now, see verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father. Are you seeing this? Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance. Now, look at the reason why he's giving God thanks. Look at the reason why he's giving thanks. The giving thanks is not because he just bought a new car, because, but because he has made you qualified to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. Satan may be a partaker of the inheritance in Christ. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet the particular of the inheritance of sin and light, verse 13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Satan may have been delivered from the power of darkness. Have been delivered from the power of darkness and have been translated into the kingdom of Christ. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Do you remember that time in Psalm 103? He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Look at the reason for the blessing of the Lord, that he forgive you all your sins. That he forgive you all your iniquities. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It says when you when you begin to build your life like this, after a while, the things around you, the challenges around you, will not be so strong again to to have a hold on your heart. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and that's the last verse we'll take for today. First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 18. He says, Rejoice evermore. That's verse 16. First Thessalonians 5 verse 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Verse 18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if you if you give yourself to thanksgiving, you will walk in his good more. Praise the Lord. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. Just begin to give him thanks right now. Bless his name. Father, we thank you. Lord, we appreciate you. Lord, we thank you. Just take one song and round up for today. Father, we thank you. Give thanks, we 
Remain blessed.